T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three, two, one. Zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Welcome inside the PGP, everybody. The show about the show, the podcast within the show we appreciate you being part of the pgp as always you can listen to the permission granted podcast not only on its own podcast feed but also inside the free odyssey app so find it there inside the free odyssey app the show the best of the show sunday morning football and the pgp the permission granted podcast well we are here on the 12 da's of christmas counting them down And we are now up to number 12. We've had a couple of really good ones so far that didn't even make the top 12. Last week, I gave you the ones that I was upset didn't make the top 25. But now we're officially into the first four out and the full rankings. We begin the first four out with power, power. And in retrospect, do you think that that deserved higher than the first four out because, as some have pointed out, that hashtag power, power has been a drop and a hashtag in Target Demo Friday ever since and really has stood the test of time. So there's a different argument I'd have for that than the drop argument. In hindsight, I do feel like this kind of got screwed over because we are talking about at least a month and a half, if not a two-month plot storyline of Canadian bacon, which was, I mean, we've done Canadian bacon for three straight years, but it felt like such a bigger part of this year's show than any other year. And look, we have now 11 more moments at the time of us taping to get through. But if you look back and let's say we don't get to another Canadian bacon moment, did we properly rate Canadian bacon? If that is the pinnacle moment, it's on the first four out. That's right. Canadian bacon is such a Mount Rushmore item of 2022 because it has built to this crescendo to where this year the mythical five oinks took on such a life of its own. And then you versus Pat Boyle, Boyle getting to the five oinks first, Pete the body grading you down perhaps just because he was trying to poke the bear fractions of an oink is it a half oink is it a quarter oink there was so much built into this and you your head spinning you chasing down you know this mythical five oinks staying up all night trying to think of songs and puns if this is the only representative of the 12 in the 12 days of canadian bacon it does feel like it's far too low if the moment's not a top 12, its summation as Canadian bacon has to be in a top 12. Uh, yes. And and Bogus and I are going to sort of hit on this in side B, but just the idea of we all have a different reason for where we vote stuff. And they're really, and it's the beauty of having the five votes, however we view the importance of getting 12 DAs, funniest, most important, historical, there's no right answer to it, but ultimately... 
I mean, it's just insane that for that big a moment and for that big a storyline that extended for, you know, what amounted to, what, a sixth of the year in the DA show, that kind of feels like it was undersold a bit, you know? Especially if we don't have anything else from Canadian Bacon the rest of the way. Now, if there's a Pat Boyle, the first ever five oinker that makes it, then okay, but... There has to be something to be said for the insanity, the fevered pitch that Canadian Bacon took on in 2022. We could not get Gary Bettman to comment on this, but there was a point in time people wondered if they were only playing the NHL postseason games to get us content for Canadian Bacon this year. Chicken or the egg? Right, which came Were we reacting to playoff games? Was playoff games being played to get our reaction? Locker rooms across the NHL were going, whatever you do, get it to the guy who's going to have the best song when he scores. So that was effectively 16th. 15th was Shep and JR. What the hell did you talk? What what the hell are you saying to me, man? What the hell did you just say to me? As Shep goes on his playing game soliloquy and JR with a perfect retour. What the hell did you just say, Shep? And they kind of go back and forth. And, and that one, I think, was that was probably penalized because it didn't happen on our show. Okay, that's a good point that you brought up. And I, as we go through these moments that we've already played, I will tell you that there were two moments so far that got uh, Twitch pushback for being too high. This was one of those. Too high. Uh, shouldn't have been on the list in the top 16. Wow. I'm not saying that Twitch speaks for everybody by far or that everybody on Twitch, but I'm saying that vocally I read this. People believe that because the bulk of that moment existed on another show, it should not, in theory, have even counted towards what we're voting. And my response to that would be, while the origin of that moment happened in the show, the playback and our reaction to the ridiculousness is what we're voting on as the moment. Yeah. Yeah. It would be like if just a random soundbite of John Daly or something in Soundcheck caused us to go on a hysterical riff. That riff is what the moment that that riff is the twelve d eight. Right, not we're the reliving that moment. It just happened. This happened in this soundbite happened on the network. But it also it's more valuable than Twitch gave it credit for because Shep is also an ongoing character on the show. This isn't his first trip around the twelve da's. I mean, he's. I mean, last year I think a top five moment might have been him walking the dogs and the construction dogs or whatever. Yeah. So Shep. I mean, Shep is no stranger to popping in and out of the twelve da's of Christmas. <laughs> now I love this. It has to be. It has to qualify for a twelve da. I thought maybe voted a little bit low, but again, it's a stacked year. I'm not going to complain about rankings just yet. I was only going to complain about what was available, eligible for the rankings, which was the top 25. But in terms of the rankings, I'm not going to quibble just yet because there's so many good ones to come, great ones. But this is great because it leads into us just hysterically laughing at what that dynamic must be. JR, Shep, Shep, JR, and we love them both, and they're both great at what they do. But just that, the bluntness of JR reacting to the long-windedness <laughs> of Shep is just so on the money that it gets a chef's kiss. Yeah, no doubt about it. And again, the payoff line of, I was asking about the play-in, was just so, we couldn't have more fun with that. No, it's just too perfect. It's really too perfect. The next of the first four out was one giant step. And this is amazing for another host of reasons, namely that you had named a podcast and a rebrand that the company wanted they were like, you got to rebrand the the podcast because the first one, I guess, didn't suggest it was a Giants podcast enough. Uh, yes, they said the algorithms of G Wiz. There was nothing about it that that told you the G stood for Giants or whatever. Uh, and I got it. I was trying to be fun, and there weren't that many names available, so it was get much like the twelve DAs. Come up with ten ideas. We'll look at those 10 ideas, and we'll tell you what we think legal works best with. Yeah. So, which is what I did, and One Giant Step was one of them. One Giant Step was born, and then you unveil it on the air to us, expecting us to applaud you. Wow, that's a really good one. Because, as Cap alluded to, there was a 12DA last year where we crushed G-Wiz for its rankings and, you know, the Jolly (laughs) Blue Giant and everything. This is now a two-year (laughs) storyline. 
So the big reveal this year is you guys are going to be thrilled. I think we nailed this this <laughs> this podcast title, one that none of you had even come up with, and obviously we know why none of you came up with it. The great reveal was that it's one giant step, and we're like, but that's not the way the quote from the moon landing went. You're like, it isn't? Wait a second. What is it? <laughs> and it ran all the way up the corporate flagpole to where bosses cleared it, legal cleared it, artwork was being done for it, and nobody caught that it was the wrong quote. And much like he is the stirrer of all pots, the Wizard of Watch DA happened to be the graphics digital team member of the company assigned to making the podcast logo by our bosses where the name had gotten up there. And I believe it was Kaplan who told me, have you told them the name of the podcast yet? Not tipping me off to the fact oh, that it was no. wrong. And that he set you up? He set me up because I think he knew deep down, oh, I'm going to do what the company asked me to do. I'm going to make a logo with astronauts and everything. But you should let DA and Bogus and Pete know what the name of the podcast is. We'll reveal it all. And finally, the first four out wrapped up with have a taste, get a taste. And I, I kind of... I don't know if people know who Yolanda Vega is unless you're in New York City, but I'm guessing everybody has their own local Yolanda Vega where she pulls the numbers for the New York lotto and she's done it for years. And and I, I guess other markets have a lotto person that doesn't do anything else. Like, did she have another job? I don't know. I don't know. And I think this was on the cusp of her announcing her retirement. It was a big story. Well, that's why it was the story. Okay. Right. She had retired. Then we were talking about like, if Yolanda Vega pulls the winning numbers for you, right. do you have to tip her? Right. You said yes. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Give her a taste. Have a taste. And that ends up being properly ranked as the best of the first four out. The other three are great, but have yeah. a taste is great because it conjures up the image of you in the backyard, a wad of bills, just tipping everybody, throwing dollar bills all over the rent. Ra- all over the place, playing Tony Soprano. It's just perfect. Yeah, and and again, another one of those drops that everybody still uses. And, I, and one of these we keep screwing up. Is it get a taste or have a taste? I feel like we still screw this up, but either way. You said have a taste. Okay. That was it. But get a taste is actually better because it's a little bit more forceful. Yeah, get a taste, get a taste. Get okay. a taste, get a taste. <laughs> have a taste, whatever. <laughs> so then today we have the first of the formal 12 DAs, and that is the Paul Rudd. Missing Paul Rudd, that Pete's car got smashed and Paul Rudd was outside. Missing Paul Rudd sounds like a spoof movie that comes out. Right. And, um, you know, what you found out was that Pete tries to laugh this one off, but it still hurts him. Hurts him? It hurts him that he missed Paul Rudd. Yeah, and I think the horror of what happened to his car hurts. The story and reliving that story to us that moment and hearing that story is one of the greatest stories of our lives. Yeah. And to Pete, it is one of the darkest days of yeah. his. And I don't care because it's that good a story. <laughs> and you, you really have to understand the show and understand Pete to really get why this is so good. Because you need to know that Pete feels overlooked in every part of his life. Yes. Specifically professionally. Yes. Is vocal about this, that he is always overshadowed. You oftentimes take the glory. He gets none. It is why the fat journal versus the oopsie heard around the world is such a pinch point for the show. He worked his ass off to script and to book the fat journal. It became perhaps his greatest accomplishment on the show and that you came in and dumped in your pants and suddenly it would go to the top. (laughs) It would overtake. And so Pete... Even though I do it because Pete said something funny and did something funny. But Pete is just craving credit, craving acknowledgement, craving somebody to say, I see you. He's desperate for the bosses, for corporate, for somebody to say, I see you, Pete. And here was Paul Rudd, of all people, playing that role. Walking down the street and seeing a car unfairly mangled by a vagrant in a trash can. And instead of him looking Pete in the eyes and saying, Pete, man, or buddy, I'm so sorry this happened. This is a real bummer. Or, you know, it stinks what happened to your car. He told you 
and and Pete didn't even get the satisfaction, the validation of somebody, especially famous, saying, I hear you, right. Pete. And Paul Rudd could have kept walking. Paul <laughs> Rudd took the time and basically waited for Pete. And Pete, because he's Pete, probably taking way too long on the phone with the cops and the tow company. Right? Like, and I've been there on the other end of Pete calls where he Pete sometimes doesn't know when the escape hatch is. You could argue Pete might have missed Paul Rudd on his own doing because he wasn't thinking straight. It's incredible. And I will just say this. Forget the 12 DAs for a second. When we're sitting there on New Year's Eve, I got my arm around my wife, and I think back to what a year this was. Children growing. Giants <laughs> finally get good. I'm going to look back at the year 2022, and I'm going to think, man, what are the craziest things that happened this year? Oh, yeah, Paul Rudd came out and talked to me as Pete's car was mangled. Like, forget DA show moments. I'm telling you that's probably top three moments of my year. I had one run-in with Paul Rudd because apparently he lives and works around here or lives and works out around here or something. And I was walking down the block, two blocks south of here, right around where uh, that hotel is, that fancy hotel. And I walked by and my eyes caught his. And I was like, that guy's famous. And I kept walking because I didn't want to make a, a stir. And it was just like quickly off the top Georgia, of my head. right. And I was about 10 paces beyond him. And I was like, Oh, that was Paul Rudd. Because <laughs> Paul Rudd doesn't look like a movie star. You know, no. you see Paul Rudd and you're like, normal guy, but I know that guy's famous. Right. And I was like, oh, that's Paul. That and, was Paul Rudd. And doesn't like walk the streets all done up with makeup, as I, you know, alluded to. He was semi-disheveled when he was approaching Pete's car. Yeah, he just wears a normal jacket or shirt, at least when I saw him, in normal jeans or whatever. His Dirty sneakers. Must up. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, and, I, and then I look back. And he already, he kind of caught my eye, and then he started walking the other way. So, like, I didn't want to go back and, like, track him down. Like, hey, Paul Rudd. But he is exactly the type of guy that seems like a normal dude. So it's not like George Clooney walked by and was like, oh, what's up with your dude's, with well, your buddy's car? Like, Paul Rudd does seem like an authentically warm and genuine guy. And obviously, we couldn't touch on every detail of the story in the 12DA. But to that point, when Paul Rudd approached in real time, it wasn't just me. There were two other guys that had witnessed it. And we all became, like, you interacted with Paul Rudd. There wasn't there wasn't a moment where you were like, hey, Paul Rudd, look at the car. He came up to us, and we were just four dudes talking, and there, there was, like, this unspoken acknowledgement of, I know you know I'm Paul Rudd, you know I'm Paul Rudd, but we're not going to make a big deal at him, Paul Rudd. I'm just like you guys. We're just breaking down what happened to this car. If Yeah, go ahead. No, and I was going to say, so the beauty of the whole thing ending is when I'm trying to get Pete's attention, he's giving me the angry one finger, you know, when he tells me, hey, bud, tell your, you know, tell your buddy I'm really sorry, my response at that point is just simply, thanks, Paul. Have a good day. <laughs> and it's just so nonchalant because it was just so natural. And that, like, that's how natural a combo was with Paul Rudd and Pete missed that. I know. If this was Leo DiCaprio walking down the street, do I think he stops? No. Do I think maybe if he stops, he takes one look at it, says something kind of snarky, or acts like he might be concerned but isn't? Probably. But if Paul Rudd walks down the street and sees this, he takes a genuine interest, empathizes, and that's the celebrity you would want yeah. to say, I'm sorry, man. And, and no and no shaking our hands, hey, I'm Paul Rudd, what happened to your friend's car? It's just this is crazy. What happened? It's it's the perfect the perfect athlete or the perfect actor, rather, the perfect story, the perfect storm. It's the perfect everything, which is why it had to be on the twelve DAs. <clears throat> Again, I'm not going to quibble with where it is. It's number 12. I think that there's going to be 11 that you actually yeah. say, yeah, that's better. But it's just amazing how good the year is that that's only 12. So that was the other moment. That was the moment that Twitch, uh, I would I would use the word disappointment. I got a sense of disappointment from the Twitch audience that this was a top 12, 12 DA. Didn't think it was worth it. No. And again, I, I can't say this enough. We love our Twitch audience. Love them. They are diehards, P1s through and through. Well, they're animals. They also don't represent all of our listeners. They're also the they're also the animal sect of the DA. <laughs> Correct. They're the they're the aggressive, highly opinionated, whip everybody into a monkey frenzy part of the DA aliens. They're not the civil ones. There was even a couple, one or two of these. This is why we should be the ones voting. So I'm just telling you, I don't know what's going to happen, and I think the crowd will calm down when they hear the next eleven and realize it's properly ready, or maybe hear this PGP. The way you and Bogus will explain this, too. The way we've all explained this moment. And maybe it calms the masses down. But 
I don't remember the 12 DAs starting and hearing a lot of public backlash. It's usually a lot of enthusiasm and laughter, and it felt like anger about number 12 being no. played. It's it's absolutely right of the money. It has to be in the top 12 because you have an instance that can't be replicated by us. We can riff on the air. We can have funny moments. Mraz can crap his pants. <laughs> all these types of things. We can replicate that whenever we want to replicate that to a certain degree. I mean, I'm not going to go on the snap of a finger. <laughs> but we've had the oopsie happen before. Again, the things that you hear on the show are things that are in our control. We cannot control a vagrant smashing Pete's windshield and an actor coming by and actually providing some warmth and Pete missing it because Pete is wound up so tight. We couldn't write. No, there's no way we could actually write that couldn't out. Get, and this is happening beyond our control. That's what makes right. this so special. It's just perfect. It's so per- and And again, the moment also isn't as funny if it's my car or your car or Bogus's Not car. Nearly, it doesn't have the same impact. No, quite literally. It totally. doesn't have the same impact. The fact that it's Pete's car, it's just another layer of why it's so great. Yes. Again, it's the context of who Pete is, what Pete yearns for, and again being screwed. It's a vicious cycle. Pete thinks he's overlooked. Pete thinks he's ignored. Pete thinks that the cloud follows him everywhere he goes, rains on his head and nobody else's. And then it happened again to the nth degree show-related. It didn't happen in his neighborhood. Hey. It happened outside our studios with you being the one that talked to Paul Rudd. Again, I tell you. That I'm I'm gonna favor that moment on New not even work related, show related, life related. It is one of my favorite moments of 2022 in life. It's so good. <clears throat> Something that I don't think will end up on the 12 DAs next year, even though it may go down as a singular event in DA show history, is last Friday's show. <laughs> we don't have a nickname for it. But just out of historical significance, we should address it here, and it probably then dies. But we've only had a handful of, quote, worst shows ever or worst moments ever. We've said sometimes that Joey Chestnut, you know, basically saying screw you to eating a hot dog might be the lowest moment in show history. Yeah. We've said that Art Garfunkel telling me to basically to piss off is perhaps the worst interview in show history. And the previous low <laughs> on the show was during pandemic and Shep running the board and Shep just wasn't properly prepared for what was at stake because we were all on remote and, you know, everything was kind of still disconnected, detached. And we had... At least one truly brutal technical show to yeah. which we said it'll never get worse than this. One of those things where not everything was Shep's no, fault. No, 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 no. Things would have happened if Pete was in, but the guy didn't help himself either. And so we kind of circled that as the worst show ever by, you know, kind of a, <sighs> a general grade. Friday's Andrew Kaplan said was worse. Well, it's so bad that as you're about to talk about this, I had almost hoped we weren't going to talk about it on the PGP. In fact, I would tell you, if this was an episode of Dateline, I would be one of the witnesses with the face blocked out, and you would just hear my voice from the shadows because I don't even want to be seen and associated with this. I think I've told the story enough on the air, but just as the Cliff Notes version, I do one show a week from home <clears throat> surrounding the biggest late telecast of the sporting event of the week so that I can stay up to the very end to watch it, to then turn around to be able to open with the show the next day and having actually watched the game. When you wake up in four, at 4 in the morning, 3.30 in the morning like we do, we oftentimes don't actually get to watch the end of the late game. Sometimes you got to make a business decision to get to bed, right? Got to make business decisions and uh, got to catch up in the morning. So <clears throat> I'd, I'd prefer to always stay up for all games, but that's not possible. So when I do a home show, it revolves around that. So this last week, it revolved around, what was the Thursday? Oh, that was Patriots-Bills. Yes. So that was clearly the biggest game of the week. I did the show from home. The home studio set up in my on my second floor. Ground floor is the kitchen, the living room. Second floor is the bedrooms. We turned one of the bedrooms into an office, and that's where I do the home studio setup. So all the wiring is up there. We eventually will move into the basement, or I will move my studio into the basement. Uh, we're refinishing the basement, as I've talked about. 
Cable guys came while the walls are still open and there's no sheetrock up yet. We got to run all the cables and wires now before <laughs> we're actually moved in. So the cable guy comes. Two of them, actually, they ran the cables that we needed to over the walls, boom, 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 through the ceilings, et cetera. And that was supposed to be deactive, inactive, until I actually moved in full-time down there to do the show when I needed to. They told me, you just call to activate this new line. Until then, the, the one upstairs works. And I asked them purposefully, that's what's, that's what's going on. Yes, that's what's going on. So I woke up Friday morning, and when we usually do this, I usually test the line at 5.30 in the morning, a half hour beforehand. No problem. Boom, boom, boom. We're ready 30 minutes later. And I do that on Friday and realize I'm getting no signal. And I'm like, whoa, that's weird. Okay, do I need to reset the router? Need to reset the equipment? That's, that takes five to 10 minutes. Okay, we'll, we'll do that. Reset it. Still not working. And I'm like, now we're down to 15 minutes to go before the show. And I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. What's going on? I've got two different internets, one for the business, one for the home. I go over, this is an anecdote that I haven't told yet. I go over to the home router and I hook everything quickly up like a skeleton version just to see if the line's working. The line connects and I can hear James Boccioni running Amy's show, the overnight show. He can't hear me. What the hell is going on? Something screwed up here. So now I can't even use the secondary line that I could potentially use in a pinch. Before you continue, because now I'm really putting myself back in a horrible place and I want to be put back in. I believe behind the scenes you had told us my microphone is broken. I think that was a thought, right? That's what I thought. Okay. I thought that either the line was screwy or the microphone was broken. I'm like, this is crazy. Now the line's you know, botched, and I don't have... James botched. <laughs> a, a working microphone. I'm like, what the hell's going on? So now we're at about five minutes to, to airtime, and I tell you, I'm like, I'm not going to be ready for the top of the show. you got to take the cold open. And this is Bill's Patriots. So thankfully, you're able to do so. We come out of the top of the show, and you do Bill's Patriots take, and you break at 10 after. We usually break at 15 after, but you break early hoping to, to reconnect me because we've got... Of all the days. That's the caveat. Right? Of all the days, we happen to have an interview set up for 620 <laughs> just because it's the World Cup. We have a guy on from Qatar. It's eight hours later there. <laughs> so we never have a 6 a.m. interview ever, ever. But this one time, we're like, why don't we book one of the 6 o'clock hour? Because we never get interviews then. And before you continue, this becomes the stressful part from my angle because there's two things happening here. A, it's not just a guest on the phone that we could text and say, hey, we need to push this back a little bit to get things settled. It ain't Ross Tucker. He's live from Qatar on Zoom with video. And, oh, by the way, what the heck do I know about soccer in the World Cup? Patriots, Bills, I can talk in four hours. You're the soccer guy. In fact, the reason the spot was booked was for you. So now we're in total scramble mode of not only am I not able to connect, we have a guest from Qatar to talk soccer of all the days, 364 days a year, we don't have a 6 a.m. guest. This one day we do, I can't connect, and it's about a topic Mraz can't talk about. We are totally screwed here. Yep. Mraz breaks early at 10 after to come back at 15 after so that I can then potentially reconnect and then set up for this interview. As you're doing the cold open, I'm like, mother bleeper. And it clicks to me. I'm like, those effing cable guys screwed this up. I'm like, that's the only thing that makes sense here. I'm like, why would this wiring not work suddenly? Why? 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 And I'm like, oh, my God. Race downstairs. Bring the equipment into the basement. Again, unfinished, freezing cold basement. There's wires everywhere. No, no sheetrock, no nothing. Start connecting. I'm like, oh, my God. I bet you this is what it is. I bet you what it is. I end up connecting it all. I dial in. I'm like, my God, it's connected. Now it's about seven after, eight after. Test all the like equipment, and I look at my microphone. The reason you couldn't hear my mic before is that the mic switch was off. In oh. my chaos of trying to move all the equipment into a new room, I had mistakenly flipped off the mic on off. So switch. in theory, that home setup could have worked. It would have been dicey because it's not a full strength. The strength know. of it, right? Yeah. Because I have a, a totally different bandwidth for the company gotcha. stuff, for the for the on air stuff, but maybe it could have worked. I'm like mother bleep it, and I am cursing to holy hell all morning. I'm like, 
they screwed me. They screwed. They effed me. They effed me. They effed me. They They're all Twix. I'm, I'm running downstairs, and now on the fly, I'm I'm running to the garage to get a folding table on the coldest morning of the year to date. It's like 28 degrees, and it's pitch black, and it's 6:06 in the morning. And I got to go get a folding table. I got to get a chair. I got to bring wiring down. <laughs> I, I mean, because I can't do it sitting on a cement floor. Well, as I'm breaking down Josh Allen, you're hovering through the garage. And of all the things, we finally get connected at like 610. And I text him I'm like, all right, we're good to go. I can hear Billy. I can hear you guys. I can hear commercial. You can hear me. We're good. We'll come back. And... I'm like, you know what? Here's where we take a deep breath, exhale. We got a soccer guest. I got this. I know the World Cup, and then we'll be fine. And we'll just have to like exhale a little bit. And I just got to kind of organize the stuff around me, and just we'll do. We'll have to make do with what what's going on. So I come back from break. You guys count me down. Okay, three, two, one. Da, you're on. Uh, uh, Jock is like, you're up. Take it out of break and figure. I got to explain the situation. Why was I not on the first hour or right. the first segment? And if you're watching on Twitch, I've got to set up my camera as well. You see me in a freezing cold basement with a winter jacket on and, like, empty studs. Not right away. Not right away, right. We just see just the DA show cartoon head back here in the studio. In front of a microphone. (laughs) But I figure i got to explain what happened. So I try to explain what happened. And I'm thinking the entire time as I lead up to the guest, you'll be laughing along with me. And Uh, I was. And you'll be, like, interjecting a little bit so that I feel like, okay, the story's kind of funny, kind of entertaining, so it's it's good radio. And I'm telling the story, and I'm not getting anything back from you guys. I'm Just like, to correct you, this happened right after the guest. You briefly oh, set up the interaction with me. Gotcha. Because we had to get to the guest. The guest got set up, and it was no screwing around time. You calmed everything down after the guest. Gotcha. So we do the guest. We do the, the soccer guest. He's looking at me uh, down the Zoom call with the big cutout. <laughs> Um, that you guys have zoomed in on in the studio. I'm still not on camera yet. He's done, and so then I'm going to do the recap. Right. And wrap up why I was late to the start of the show. And I do this whole thing, and you're not laughing with me. I'm like, I think this is pretty funny. Like, Mariah's is usually really good at these situations where you know I kind of need to hear right, that right. somebody's on the other end. I'm like, I'm getting nothing. And I look at the box in the middle of what I'm trying to do is, like, recap what's going on, and the box says I'm connected. And I'm like, this is so bizarre. I'm seeing levels. I'm connected, but I'm not getting anything back. And then I have to say, which I hate saying on the air, but I said, can you guys hear me? <laughs> I never like saying that because you don't have to. It's the theater of the mind. Nobody would right. know. But I get nothing back. And I'm like, okay, I guess I'm not on the air. At that point, I got to make another business decision. <laughs> Do I MF right there? Be like, Damn it, I'm off the air again. Get me connected. What the this cable guy, which I was in the mindset of doing. Right. But I just was like, you know what? Let me just calmly get myself out of here for whatever reason and just like don't show any anger or don't don't you, let them see the white of your eyes. You count it down. You tell us you're going to disconnect and count it down as I'm trying screaming at you. So I decide I'm going to count down to disconnect to alert you guys. Maybe for some reason you can hear me, but I'm potted down or whatever. So you're aware of what's happening. So I, I count myself down three, two, one, I'm signing off and I sign off and I click disconnect. I'm like, what the hell happened? I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm like, well, I don't understand. And I try to reconnect and I reconnect quickly. Right. And then what I find out is that you could hear me the entire time, but Billy, of all things, doesn't have your microphone potted up. You are laughing. You are interacting. All the things that I'm waiting for, I can't hear, nor can the audience hear. And in my mind, we were having a conversation. (laughs) I was talking to you. Of all the things, and we love Billy, but of all the things, the only thing there that has to be up is your microphone to let me know that there's a connection. And if you were watching, you saw that I was having a conversation. You just couldn't hear that I was having a conversation. And I'm even like, what are you doing, DA? What are you doing? I can hear you. And you're flailing, saying, like, why can't he hear me? And you're looking over to Billy because I saw the video after that. Yeah. Well, at that point, because you got to, and people have asked me this, or you guys have asked me this. I had my headphones in, but I guess when I talk and I'm I, it's not picking up that I'm not hearing myself in the headphones. So 
I didn't. It didn't dawn on me that my voice wasn't going out over the air. Because you're hearing you just as we all hear ourselves talk. Right. You're not realizing you're not hearing it also through the headphones. Right. Exactly. So it was that time when I actually say out loud, and I could repeat because nobody ever heard this. All right, we're going to figure out what's going on with DA's microphone here. Cheese, uh, a little unusual, and I'm basically telling Billy maybe we should break here before the update. Uh, I don't know what the technical difficulties is, and all of a sudden I look over and I'm I'm trying to just examine the board, and I see that it's it's called a pot. It's like this little <laughs> lever that goes down and controls your levels, and I see the red button on. And when you see the red button on, you should see a lever, you know, a, a hand's length up. I saw it pinching that red button on, which meant nobody could hear me. The level wasn't up. And I look down, and I do a quick, like, arm flail of, are you effing kidding me? And it's at that point that Billy somehow, who's not listening, picks up on, oh, I see what he sees. And I have to say on air, well, never mind. <laughs> nobody could hear me. My mic wasn't My on. My mic wasn't on. Which, this is the first 35 minutes of the of the day and it just sets us down a course of disaster yeah and i i actually say on air which i didn't realize i did billy didn't have my mic on which i think was a detonator to the rest of the day <laughs> and then and then you also say as the setup you laugh and you're and you didn't mean this to be mean but you're like da after you after he pitched the perfect game and uh you know he's like oh but things happen you said oh but things happen and I said, man, so I told, I said that Billy pitched the perfect game yesterday, but now he's given up. He grooved three fastballs for home oh, runs. On the air. Oh. And you were like, yeah, but it's not totally Billy's fault. And I was like, no, 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 it's not totally Billy's fault. But that led to, imagine a series of dominoes, click, 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 the, uh, the entire day. Nothing was ever clean and crisp and on point. Behind the scenes, I'm sure it was a disaster back here. Missed cues on certain sound checks. It there was a, a cavalcade of mistakes. On top of it, it's a Friday, so I've got to do the Wizard of Odds. I'm running every commercial break up to my house to get the next thing I need downstairs. <laughs> Lighting, this, that, a microphone cover, the camera, another table for the camera, an ottoman to put this up. That The whole thing was chaotic every commercial break. The final commercial break before the Wizard of Odds, I run upstairs to get the costume. I run downstairs, and my wife is like, what is going on? I'm like, upstairs didn't work. Downstairs is the only thing working. I got to do the show down there. I got to do the Wizard of Odds coming out. They screwed me. They screwed me. And she's like, whoa. Okay. You're coming in hot, DA. So I then go downstairs, and I put on all this stuff, and that is the exact moment the electricians walk in the door to start work. Because I told them the day before, Hey, I'm going to be working from home. You got to stay quiet. But I thought it was going to be on the second floor. Right. I didn't think they were going to be working around me. <laughs> they they walk in at 9 a.m. or 9:15, and I'm wearing the Wizards outfit. <laughs> and one guy's from not Jordan on the Wizards <laughs> outfit. No, no, no. The Wizards, the, the, the Wizards of Oz. My, my main electrician is from Ireland. He grew up in Dublin. His uh, assistant is from Mexico. And they looked at me like, what is going on around here in America? What is it? Yeah. They didn't even really know what I did. They just knew I needed it wired. And now they walk in and I'm like yelling into a microphone wearing the wizard's outfit. And they were oh. like, whoa. And I'm just like, this day couldn't get any crazier and more ridiculous and disastrous. We pulled it off. We landed the plane. Not before quite a few moments of turbulence. But I think. I mean, we turned Target Demo Friday into Thirsty Thursday at one point. <laughs> I think it's not a stretch to say Friday now has vaulted to the single worst show in the decade of doing this. Yeah, and again, I don't know totally how it played as a listener off the air, nor do I want to ask anybody because I may not want to know the answer. But at least behind the scenes, that was I don't smoke and I needed a cigarette on the ride home kind of show. For a listener, it's probably a C. Right. For us, it's an F, 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 because we saw all the problems behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah, witnessed everything. It So stressful. Brutal, brutal. And and I felt like because you were home, we had no bogus, no Pete. I felt like I was the flag bearer back here for the bad show. That was the other thing. I'm on four hours sleep because I actually stayed up for the game. <laughs> That's the other thing, is that bogus is out on Friday because he was sick putting Schwartz in. And Schwartz being there added so much. You, you, the listeners don't realize how stressful this was because Pete was there. 
again, we love Pete. He works in certain spots. This day was not the day for Pete to be there. Look, we all have... Shorts, not yeah, Bilotti. We Shorts. all have the people at work where sometimes they don't take social cues on when you're a little busy, yeah. things are a little hectic, not the time for idle <laughs> chit-chat. <laughs> right. right? I mean, I think that's a common workplace thing. Or even at, you might be at a family party where you're like, hey, you know, stop interrupting me. Schwartz, for as much as we love him... We talk about not sitting plays out. Schwartz is very famous for during segments, during breaks, comes in and it starts with a question about the show, but in reality it just turns into him wanting to tell us a story about his kids <laughs> or what he did for dinner. And there got to a point in time where Billy, frankly, had a couple things where between the Zoom guest and you not being off, he was already behind the eight ball and he's trying to focus and can't focus because Schwartz's kid played goalie in deck hockey and it just... <laughs> My brain was fried. All and I'm trying to tell Pete subtly without yelling at Pete, not right now. And Pete, you can tell not right now. It's like a third base coach putting the stops on him. He's going for home. Schwartz is not familiar with every day-to-day bit on the show either. So it, he was trying to catch up on stuff we were trying to talk about. So the whole thing was was so disconnected and detached. And then Pete does everything extra long updates. Oh. And so we're trying to stay on clock. Just on the news, I think he picked a seven-page story and read every word. He read every word, so we're late to these breaks, putting us in the pinch of trying to get everything in. It was the... Everything was wrong that day. Everything. Every single thing. I, there was even a line for Billy at one point with, we didn't play a stuck in the chimney Friday because of all the hecticness we were supposed to, and... I mentioned it to Jock alone, and I'm just going to tell you this funny. Jock alone basically gave me, and I'm going to paraphrase here, F what Pete told me. I've had it today. <laughs> All right. No stuck in the chimney. I'm good with it. <laughs> Not going to push back. It was like when a, when a pitcher tell, tells the manager to go back and sit in the dugout. I went back and sat in the dugout. We sign off the air, and I'm like, holy crap. What just happened? I feel like I was hit by a, like a cement truck. I'm like, whoa. Sign off the air. Now the electricians are all in. They're like, <laughs> they put up a punt, a bunch of lights, and they're like, uh, "How about this? The the spacing here should it be closer to the wall. This pipe got in the way." And I'm like, "Well, I can't process this. I don't, I don't know, guys." But they're like full in. So I'm like, "Let me call my wife. She's got the plan. She knows where these need to be laid out." Call up, and she's like, "No, that's not where they're supposed to be." I'm like, "Well, I, I don't really know." What should I tell them? And you're not looking for confrontation with the electricians at that point. No, and they're trying to do the right thing because they're asking me, and she's like, well, send me a picture of them. So I send a couple pictures. It's hard to tell. And this is happening the moment I sign off the air. I'm like, oh, my God. I go upstairs to try to get uh, the plans for them so they can see the spacing of where the light canisters need to be. And suddenly I'm getting a call that, I, I'm like, I don't understand. I don't know where this call is coming from. Block, block, block. I'm trying to, now I'm talking to my wife, the bourbon bell. Where, what should I tell them? Which it's, it's total overload. I'm like, what? Okay. Go downstairs. Hey guys, this needs to be over here. This needs to be over here. Just talk to my wife. She's like, send them this picture, show them this picture. And now I'm trying to juggle this. Got done with that. I go, who was calling me? We've got a delivery coming that day of a mini fridge for the basement. Oh. They just happened to like, it was supposed to be next week. Oh, we got it. It's it's on its way. We're coming right now. I'm like, whoa, everybody, hold on. I cannot take this. It, it was like the world. It was as though I was at the bottom of a ski slope, oh. and the snow just kept coming. I could oh. not dig myself out of it. So then I had to balance, okay, electricians, you guys got that. I've got to make sure the delivery guys come. When are you guys coming? Oh. Where do we need to put this? I couldn't. That day was un. Freaking believable. I've had very few of these, but, you know, the typical dinner time, you know, your wife, how was work today? And maybe you'll give her a few anecdotes. Oh, this happened. This was funny, whatever. I very rarely actually did this. Seriously said, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I just <laughs> it said it. too much. And at that point, it was a Friday. It was like 5 o'clock. I'm like, I, I'm done. I don't want to talk about it. I've moved on with my day. <laughs> it's not even important. You won't even care. It's just, I don't. I finished with, I don't want to talk about it. I know. Because I don't think if you actually didn't experience it, you could have known how painful it really right, was. Right, right. It might sound like, so what? Big deal. The show was fun, right? Like, no, it just sucked. The whole day sucked. It sucked. And it is the magic of live radio in that you have to figure out problems 
right then. There is no pause. There is no, we'll retape this. There is no like, oh, we'll get this on tomorrow. You just keep having to plow through problems, which makes it invigorating sometimes, but it makes it so stressful on a moment like that. Yeah, and again, Zoom guests, Qatar. I honestly, <laughs> there are times where I'll send a topic list and you might have your own idea for a, a topic opening. Thank goodness it was reaction to a game. You know, it's easy enough to prepare. You can have a take. I, ugh, everything. Every, and then I'm I'm playing. I, it's just, I can't even. Just get move on. I didn't even want to talk about it here. <laughs> we had to talk about it because it could be the worst show in show yeah. history. Hopefully this is it. We bury like a Sperano football. We bury it. And... Just as like the icing on the cake, a Friday is always the most packed show because we have Friday during football season, Wizard of Odds, Up the Gut Picks and Football Food of the Week, Gelb's Gambles, the Tasty Top Five, sometimes a guest, and we had to play the the 12 DAs yeah. twice in that show. So it was like we picked the sing well, the gods picked the single worst show to have the worst show for. No doubt. Oh, and again, throwing the guests being live in Qatar. And throwing Pete being out. And Bogish. And Bogish being out. So we had Jacques alone and Schwartz and forget it. That's one of those when you look to gamble and you see a team's injury report. Okay, DA from home. <laughs> no Bogish. No Bilotti. That's when you bet against the team. That And by the way, compared to our picks the last two weeks, that was your best bet. That, that show would have been the biggest disaster of the week. Over the year. Over the year, right. Maybe of the decade. Yeah. Okay, well, that's really going to get tested here. (laughs) That is side A. Here's Bogues on side B. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Ho, 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 dee-doo-dee-doo. A belly ho, ho, ho for you. Andrew Bogus, who I haven't seen since before Thanksgiving, is here. The bogeyman, a merry 12 DAs to you, and welcome into Side B of the PGP. Thank you, as always, for having me. A happy duty duty do to you as well. Yes, it is a happy duty duty do to me. All right, well, Bogues, let's just get right into it. We are at the time of taping this on Wednesday, December the 7th. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. We are almost, almost two weeks until actual Christmas, which... Were we just talking about Halloween candy? I mean, this is incredible. Right, I remember going, it's November 1st. Right. And here we are, December 7th. And all the talk about when votes would get in for the 12 DAs. And here we are, forget votes get in. We've already blown through the first four out, blown through a bunch of stuck in the chimneys, and we've officially started the countdown. In fact, by the time you're listening to this, you may have heard past number 12. But we're only going to talk about up to number 12. All right, last week you were out. I did side B with Greg Caserta, did a wonderful job. DA and I had a really good in-depth side A when it came to the 12 DAs because to prime this out, we had whittled a, a list of 47 down that eventually became 48 thanks to the oopsie heard around the world yeah. down to 25, which, by the way, was DA's idea because he felt like, you know, it would just help the voting process. And actually, I think it did. I really do. I think it did whittle it down. But... DA had a couple that he voted into the top 25 that didn't make 
the 25 because a bunch of us didn't view them the same way. Yeah. So the one that he really pounded the table for, and he played four of these clips on the podcast last week. Did you listen to the podcast last week? I predicted you would not. I did not listen to the podcast last week. He said he does not understand how, at the very least, getting into the top 25, telling the story of the year, we did not vote, and I was one of them and you were one of them, the putting my job on the line with Dable (laughs) and Shane in. Before I I maybe kind of piggyback and talk about my reasons, because everybody heard them last week, DA wants me to ask you that, to speak for yourself. How could it happen? How could that not make it to the table? How did you not include it? So... I'm going to probably make DA angrier here because while I did not listen to the podcast in one of my moments of consciousness early last week, I saw the clip from the show of DA talking about this and I immediately took out my phone, texted Cap and texted Bilotti because I have zero recollection of listening to this clip again when we had the initial run of 40-whatever to narrow it down. I don't remember deciding why it wasn't worthy. I don't remember hearing it. Like, Cap has, Cap's, um, to somehow, his point is, it's not over yet. Usually, like, we, what makes the, the moment real is the bet payoff, and we're still theoretically the bet's still alive. Right. So he has a reason for why he didn't vote for it. That was Cap's reason. So right. It's Cap's voice from above. Okay. I don't have a reason because I don't remember hearing it again. And when I text... Now, hold on. You're saying again. I think I heard a rumor float out there that you said you weren't there for the initial thing. No, no. I, I texted Cap, to be honest, hoping that we had... That there was going to... the the, the Twist was that the file wasn't in the folder. Oh, you were trying to get me that it wasn't because in there. Because I don't remember even hearing it when I sat down wow. and went through the list to make a judgment on it. That's so, so I, wow. That's an altering right a, a historical context of the DA show oversight. Yeah. Now I I don't I feel like so. It, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. That means you thought I made a mistake. Yeah. Yeah. Which I believe has come up in the past. We thought something wasn't there or was labeled awkwardly. So There was like, a labeling thing last year. I forgot what it was. But so, ultimately, DA, you think DA's memory is to pull something that happened that wasn't a list? No, he's looking at right. what I supplied No, no, cl- within five minutes, I realized the error in my, my over-exaggerate, my over-hope that we had caught you in something to create a new level of content that you had forgot to put it in, and that's why nobody voted for it. But then I thought, as I thought about it, I'm like, DA's not saying where was it. He's saying how come nobody else voted for it like I did. Right. So clearly he had to hear it to vote for it to put on his list. So then I I mean I sat there, I don't remember, remember what morning that was, and I just I don't remember hearing it. And the way that I did this, I sat down one day here and we had a shared folder and I began listening to them and starting to, you know, make a list of what we needed to get to. And my day here was ending, so I took whatever was left that I hadn't heard from, saved it to my own space, because it was originally on just a PC yes, here. Yes, correct. I saved them on something I could listen to at home, went home, finished listening to all of them, and then gave you my initial ballot of 25 names. So was it possibly, like, the last one I didn't listen to here, and then I just had one wrong Oh. copy and paste thing did i scope go to go too quickly down the list i don't know but i don't i have zero recollection of hearing that again when the voting process began okay so this is a different kind of answer because you just told us what kaplan told you because of course we can't get cap on a podcast yes. to let us know which he's already discussed maybe down the line doing a side c because he overanalyzes yeah. the pgp so kaplan has told you the reason he didn't vote it in is it's still ongoing yeah we haven't figured it out basically the if if i were to lose that then that may be the number one moment yeah. of next year because i started to to text the whole group man i have no recollection of the shane dable bet and then i stopped myself and said if, if in case it wasn't in the folder let me text cap first you you were actually trying to protect me well, well, expose me, but not yes. Yeah, okay. So, a delayed exposure. So I said to Cap, I have no memory of this. Listen to it again when the voting started. 
was it even in the folder? Because I couldn't look at the whole folder from home. Huh. And he went, oh, no, it was in there. I listened to it. And because it's still a pending thing, there's been no payoff, I didn't think it was worth voting for. And then I texted Pete, and Pete said, yeah, no, I, I just didn't think it was that. I forget what actually Pete said, why it wasn't higher on his list or it wasn't on his list at all. So then I knew that it was my fault in missing okay. it all together. But thinking back to it, I don't I don't know where I would have put it. Okay, hold on. Hold that thought. Okay. I want to set up this thought. Okay. Okay. The reason I set that up. You have given us and spoken for Cap, the wizard, on yeah. why he didn't put it there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have flat out told DA and people, I'm not going to tell you, maybe I'll get into it later. I told him why I believed it did not belong in the top 25 and DA's Express White absolutely should have been in the top 25 when considering the outlier. Can you tell the story of the show this year? Yeah, with yeah, ba, yeah. Ba, 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 ba. You are about to give us our, your answer. Your initial answer is, I missed it to include it in the top 25. Right. But now the million-dollar question is, had you not have missed it, would you have voted in your top 25, and then would it have made your cuts through the 1 through 12 or first four out? It it almost would have certainly made the top 25. I feel confident saying it would not have been in my top 12. Okay. Because at some point, and maybe I need to fight through this, and we've discussed this before, there's Mraz fatigue in the 12 DAs because 98% of them start with something from you. I can't fault you for that. My whole house feels that way when they right. see me. So I, I, I wonder if, because then I, you know, I heard it again, while it was played on the show, as DA was going to bat for it, I don't know. I don't know what I would have taken off my top twelve to put it in there. Maybe best case, it was in the first my first four out. But I but comparing it to my list, I don't know what I would have taken out. Okay, all right, that's a fair answer. So now I'm going to follow that up with I don't know what you take out. I will tell you. And full disclosure, we are taping this before I've had a chance to speak with DA. I'm sure we're gonna. I'm sure you've heard stuff on the 12 DAs, but this pertains to you specifically. There was a portion I saw of the Twitch chat, which should not represent the entire listenership of the DA. Right. Good loyal listeners, but obviously we are talking to 200 affiliates nationwide. They don't speak for everybody, and I would say there were some ruffles of disappointment and. People believing it was a reach to include Pete's Paul Rudd miss in the 12 DAs. It didn't register with the Twitch audience the way it registered with us. So, and again, I think it's more about the moment in time than it is the audio you heard that right. this was crazy that this happened. I say this because this moment at number 12 is the first time any of us, the five voters, had a moment that was voted by any of us in our top five. Really? You. You had this moment as your fourth favorite moment of the year while missing the thing DA said he wanted in yeah. and while now I'm hearing the Twitch audience say they don't think this should have been in the 12 DAs. And I can tell you that had you not voted this in your top five... It wouldn't have made it. It would not have made the list. Wow. You actually got it into the top 12. Yeah. So answer about that. So it's a, it's a, that's a, I'm glad this came up because we all have our different ways of looking at how are we going to get to 12, right? Right. And I did, and I think I said this on Monday's and show. And there's no right answer, by right. the way. Um, I think I said this on Monday's show. I found myself defaulting a lot this year. My first two or three were obvious. I think everyone's first two or three are obvious. The order is different. Right. But after that, it's hard to pick them apart. And I found myself defaulting to things that were just fun to listen to again. That's okay. why I loved, um, on Monday, it came off of the clip of Yolanda Vega. Or maybe yeah. that was yeah. Was that Tuesday's? That was the last of the, it, fir- I, the first first four. I right, said whatever. it after the Yolanda Vega clip. It, that one's just pure joy for me. Now, the Paul Rudd thing isn't necessarily that because the the real Paul Rudd moment is off the air on the street the morning right. of. But as everybody knows from listening to this, I I love Pete's plight in life. I, I agree. And this what I mean. This is. The high point, the low point, whatever well, it was, it just it just encapsulates Pete Pete perfectly. And I think that's the thing. I think if you go with the running storyline that Pete is always in his mind, uh, you know, overlooked or stiff armed in right. life, and that is a storyline and theme of the DA show. In one way, you may not be a favorite storyline, but it's a it's a fabric in there yeah. when you go through the pine through the chapters. No moment in that storyline represents that more than this story. 
So it's very like, you know, meta, if you will. Yeah. Go through a couple of, that's what, and I think that's why I also appreciate the moment, is you may not have belly laughed, and maybe at times we're a little confused listening to the story on the air, but when you stop and just think about the, the reality of what happened, how is that not one of the 12... And greatest moments of the—I mean, not great for Pete, but you know, most telling moments of the year. I mean, we're we're on a decade, or now we're on year eleven of the show as a whole. I mean, this might have to be like number twelve all time, just for its significance to a consistent thread of a story through well, the entire show. Because you could—we could not have made this up on our, on our own either. Well, if somebody twenty years from now writes a book about the history of the DA show on CBS Sports Radio, I know we make the joke. You know, can you tell the history of? There is a couple pages on remember that time that Pete's car was damaged outside and Paul Rudd walked by and Pete missed him. Well, or if you're just trying to explain Pete to America, this is a story where a homeless guy who has been kind of plaguing the area for a while right. goes extra rogue on this morning, could have hit any other car, including yours, but gives a direct shot to Pete. Then the, all the security cameras are covered by construction and whatnot. The windshield company can't help him for 72 hours. Then it's 96 hours because they're extra dumb. And he misses Paul Rudd, who talks to you, of course, right. as well. Not me, not DA, not somebody else going, oh, Paul Rudd was just here. He's there on the scene talking to you an extended amount of time. It, it just, it is the Pete story in one little nutshell. We could have never asked for a better scenario. The universe gifted it to us. I agree. I wasn't as high as you, but when you think about it with that, I agree. All right, we'll have more of this next week as we keep deep diving all these clips as they reveal. Bogues, where can we get you on Twitter? Uh, at Andrew Bogus. And you can follow me at Moraz CBS. Have a great week, everyone. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.